0: Hey, I'm Tyler Cotton from Netflix's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and I'm chatting with Elias at the Man Cave Chronicles.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles.
0: Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, bro! Yo, Adrian. I Podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh,
1: I love the movies.
0: Comedy and more. From deep inside the man cave, your host,
1: Elias. Tyler, welcome to the cave. Thank you so much for having me.
0: How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How about yourself?
1: Can't complain, right? During these times, what can you do?
0: Exactly. As long as we're healthy and a roof over our head, we're doing pretty good.
1: Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the listeners, you know, they know you from Netflix's uh, Sabrina, of course. Uh, and uh, you've had a good career, a good run with the show also.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was I, I'm a little surprised. Melvin was only supposed to be in one episode. So I'm, I'm really glad and I'm really grateful to have done as much as I did.
1: That's awesome, man. But before we jump into that, let's get to know a little more about you, man. At what age did you kind of have an idea this is what you wanted to do? You wanted to get into the acting world.
0: This is a little bit of a complicated question because I feel like I was pretty <laughs> on and off. Um yeah. when I was younger, it was always something that I was really interested in. But I grew up in a small town in in uh, in Alberta in Canada. Yeah. And it just it was like a pipe dream. No one would, no one was ever really an actor. And and it wasn't really something that you really talked about. Everyone went into engineering or, or something like that. So I was always like, oh, it's just not realistic, I guess. And then when I was 18, I took a year off after high school, which was probably the best decision I made because it led me here. But I did some background work on Hell on Wheels and I got to chat with some of the actors on there. And I was like, you know what? It's possible. Like, I can, I can do this. I remember calling my parents and I was like, that's it. I'm moving to Vancouver. And then a few months later, yeah, packed my bags and, and here
1: I am. Did you uh, like take any acting lessons when you went to Vancouver or was the next thing you did?
0: Uh, so I got to Vancouver and I, I, the first thing I did is I, I, uh, I went to school. So I went to the Vancouver film school here in Vancouver and I did that for a year and a half, maybe it was a, it was a small program and then, yeah. And then right out of school, I got an agent and started acting wow
1: so tell us about like your audition process well first let's talk about your like your acting lessons like what was like the best thing about that when you were taking all these lessons like what was going through your head like did you have an idea like you wanted to like go into like tv film like what was the goal at first um I mean the goal is it's
0: the same it's just to act I mean I'm really I'm really open to do anything I love tv and I love film and and I think theater is great as well so I mean it just kind of depends on the project really if I'm passionate about it and if it's if it's interesting to me, um, yeah. Film school was good. It was nice to just act every day. Right. You know, you wake up, you go and do your thing, and it was it was just a lot of fun.
1: How long were the like? How many hours a day were you doing the school? It was. Frank, how long was it? Um,
0: it was just your normal like school hours. I think I think we'd finish at maybe four. Start at like eight to four. I think is kind of what it was. And then a lot of the times we would rehearse after classes yeah. and stuff like that.
1: What was like your favorite part of that?
0: Um, my favorite part, I mean, acting every day, but it was just learning. Like, I really, I think that's what's great about this industry is that we just constantly get to learn. Yeah. And so it was really that aspect of just learning new things. We, with the film school, they, they did it so that you had multiple teachers and you had different kinds of methods of acting. So you kind of just got to learn kind of what worked for you and what you really liked and wanted to explore. So I'd say probably that, just the learning aspect.
1: Well, While you were doing the acting lessons, was there like somebody that you looked up to that you kind of like wanted to mold yourself after in a certain way or?
0: Yeah, I mean, like there's a lot of actors that I really look up to. Um, I mean, I'm a really big fan of Andrew Garfield. So I really look at him quite often actually um like jake gyllenhaal i mean there's so many amazing actors that that i really looked up to and i watched so yeah for sure definitely yeah. probably what somewhere some, around there
1: what were like some of your favorite films that you studied like that you could watch over and over to this day or i mean TV, like I'm, or even tv shows
0: i'm a big star wars fan okay so i mean like i could watch star wars and i'm sure like if people paid attention to my instagram at all i watch star wars way too often probably right. so that's a really good one i mean like some of my favorite movies that I could watch over and over again are like breakfast club. Uh, like, I love la la land. Uh, Like there's, I mean, I just, and I, this is so embarrassing to say, I just recently watched the Rocky movies. Okay. And I loved those. So probably those as well.
1: Yeah. Those, those are, I grew up watching those. Those are fantastic. Yeah.
0: They're, they're amazing. And I'd never gotten the chance to sit down and watch it all the way through. And then, I mean, we had this pandemic and i had nothing else to do and i was like yeah you know and i started watching with all the rocky movies and then just yeah. started watching
1: movies i gotta ask day. you which one's your favorite one the first one yeah the first one it's my favorite they're
0: all there i mean they were all amazing and right. i watched uh i watched the creed movies as well and i thought those were were amazing but you got to go with the first one it's definitely sure. My,
1: my is actually my is rocky four i don't know why i don't know if it's the whole ivan rocky draco four. yeah I don't know. Is that a, one that I, is a good one. Yeah. So you mentioned Star Wars. I got to ask real quick. Mandalorian, what's your thoughts on that? Loved it. Watch,
0: yeah. I, I watched it every, I mean every, every day that it came out I watched it, but right. I stayed up till midnight to watch it so that I, nothing was spoiled. So every Thursday night till midnight I would stay up and then watch the new episode and then I, nothing was spoiled for me. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's great. And the one thing about like Disney plus, like I want to get off topic. It's like, I love how they release it once a week. Yeah. It's like that. Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't have time to sit there and watch three, four episodes of something. And then it gets spoiled. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, I love the episodic release. I think it's, it's a yeah. lot of fun. And as much as when I'm watching it, I hate it. Cause I'm like, oh, like I want the next one. And yeah, I love the like, you get to start like f- making theories and kind of figure out oh, what's going to happen next. And, and I think that's a lot of fun.
1: What's your thoughts about all these spinoffs that they're about to do on Disney plus. I'm excited.
0: I think the more star Wars we have,
1: the better. I'm, I'm a uh, little, I'm a little scared. Cause really, if, if they blow it up too much, then there's just so much going on and what if they ruin something?
0: Yeah. I mean like that's fair, but I really trust, I mean, like I trust the people that are behind it. Like, I mean, John Favreau and Dave Filoni are are so amazing. And they've done such a great job with The Mandalorian. I mean, I can't wait for the, what is it? It's the, the, is it The Rangers of the Republic?
1: Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that one I'm really excited about. I mean, like, the Acolyte series is going to be great. There's just so many, and and they're all great concepts. And I'm, I'm, I mean, Ahsoka too. Like, we got to talk about that one. I'm, I'm so excited for that. I think that's going to be
1: great. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like now, we, now we just found out that season three won't even be out till like, not even like this year, like maybe mid next year. So now it's like I'm gonna go back and watch the first two seasons again. Yeah, I actually think, I think on Saturday,
0: I think a friend and I are gonna are gonna binge the whole second season. Actually. Again. Uh, yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, it's good content. Hopefully, they keep they keep it up. Let's talk about your recent show, Netflix. Let's, uh, let's talk about uh Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. How? exciting has this ride was for you so far wait i mean it's over now but throughout all these years i mean this ride has been amazing i mean like i said
0: earlier melvin was only supposed to be in right. one episode right and and i guess they just liked the character and i guess i just got along with everyone so well that they just kept bringing me back and i ended up doing like half of part 2 and then 3 and 4 uh, yeah. it's been it's been unbelievable. I mean, I can't, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better.
1: So when you read the script and you went for your audition, you said it was only for like a one-time role. Like, Tell us about the audition process. I want to hear about that.
0: So the audition process was really short. It was, they gave me two scenes to read. Yeah. And I, I, I went in, I, I, I did my research as much as I could on the show because it hadn't come out yet. And I knew a little bit because I had auditioned for Harvey originally and obviously didn't get it. I mean, Ross does such a great job, but so I went in I I read the scene and then I got a call a few days later saying that I booked the role. One of the scenes that I auditioned for ended up getting cut, but yeah, it was just, it was super quick. There was, there wasn't a callback or anything. It was just, they cast me right there.
1: So when you filmed your scene, was it like a certain amount of time before they called you and they said, Hey, we're going to have you come back. Like how did that process happen? Yeah, it was, it was, pretty much that actually.
0: I mean, like yeah. I was kind of hopeful that they would bring me back because because uh, I was a named character. I mean, like, yeah. I was Melvin and, and I was a part of the Academy. So I was really hoping that they would bring me back. And I figured just for like, just one episode, like that's that's uh, kind of what I was hoping for at least. And And then, yeah, I got a call or my agent texted me saying that they were going to bring me back for... An episode, and then I ended up getting cut from that episode. Oh man! So then, from the script, so they didn't bring me back for that, and I was like, ah, I thought, I thought, ah, that's it, like that's the one they were gonna bring me back for, and now it's not gonna happen. And then I got a call a few weeks later saying, okay, they're bringing you back for the next one. And then I read the script for that, and that was the uh, the missionaries episode. No. And I, I read, and it was that's the one where Melvin spoiler, if you haven't seen part two, that's the one where Melvin dies and is brought back to life. But I'm reading this, going, I'm brought back. That's so great. And then I go, they killed me. <laughs> yes. I was like, what? And then I was brought back to life, which was, yeah. was very thankful for.
1: When did you kind of had an idea, like, like you're gonna stick around for the for the end of the until the end? Um,
0: I didn't really. I like uh-huh. I I I didn't know if they were gonna bring me back for part three at all. They wow. they ended up bringing me back, which I was again so thankful for. And yeah, I didn't really have an idea. And I mean, getting every script, I, I, I didn't know, you know, is Melvin going to make it, right? Okay. So I, like, I never knew. So every time that I got the message saying that I was back for the next episode, I was like, this is great. Yeah. Like, I'm super stoked about this. Wow.
1: So like, if, if you were talking to somebody like outside, say, like, hey, describe me Melvin. What's the best way you would describe the character?
0: Melvin is like a mix of, Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter and George McFly from Back to the Future.
1: That's a that's an interesting uh...
0: It's probably the way. I mean, those yeah. are kind of what I based Melvin off of. I mean, Melvin's just he's a really well dressed. Yeah. And he's a really shy character who kind of feels like a mortal. Like he has very mortal morals in yeah. this world of of witchcraft and everything. So he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he fits in really.
1: Mm. And you also had the bow tie, of course.
0: Of course, you had to have the bow tie. I was so excited about the bow tie. Um, Yeah. I think at one point they tried to give me a regular tie and I made a joke about it. And they were like, oh, I'm like, let me get you a bow tie. And I was like, I'm kidding. Like the tie is fine. But (laughs) And and then we ended up doing the bow tie. I wore a bow tie for the audition, actually. Really? I think, yeah, I think I was the only one there at least when I walked in that was wearing a bow tie and I was also and I didn't know this at the time but I was also wearing the academy colors you know like that red and black and I went in I had a black dress shirt on underneath and I had a red sweater and with the bow tie I was just it just all worked out it was just perfect.
1: So like throughout the seasons like uh how do how would you describe like his character development like uh, did it change a lot throughout the seasons?
0: Yeah, I mean, poor Melvin's gone through so much. I mean, like in in part two, he dies and then is brought back to life. And then in in part three, again, another spoiler, if, if you haven't watched part three, but both Dorcas and Elspeth die, which were probably the people he was the closest with. Right, so that, I mean, that really affected him. And I think we get to see Melvin come out of his shell a lot more. And I think we get to see, we start to see like Melvin kind of trying to step into a bit more of like a leadership role. And I think that's really hard for him because he is such a shy character and it's just part of that coming out of his shell a bit more. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it's interesting. Now, um, like throughout the seasons and everything, like what was like your favorite Melvin moment that still to this day, you're like, yep, this was my favorite episode, favorite scene. My favorite Melvin moment. I mean, everything with the Hair
0: Moon Festival, I think was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that for sure. I mean, just any, any scene that I get to do with with the whole cast is is amazing. I'm trying to think of some stuff that happened in part four that was that was like my favorite. I mean, a lot of the I don't know if you can hear that. Um, a lot of the the stuff with Sabrina and Melvin's date in part four, I think is is a lot of the standout stuff. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, Uh, working with Kieran and, and, and doing those scenes.
1: Yeah. I was actually asked to ask you, was Melbrina ever put on the table for you guys?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I mean, (laughs) uh, who knows? I really liked Melvin and Sabrina together. I thought it was quite fun. It was, it was something really interesting. Um, whether it was really on the table as a thing, who knows? Um, Melvin did get rejected quite a bit by it but yeah I mean I don't know I would have I think it would have been a lot of fun.
1: If you could have wrote the script would you would you have done it? If I could have written the script
0: I mean I yeah I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, Although I don't think I think Melvin was kind of meant to be with I really liked Melvin with Dorcas. Yeah. I think was my favorite. If I could have written the script, I think that I think there would have been more of that.
1: Now throughout, uh, like, did you have any challenges playing this character? Did you find it easy or was there like moments where you're like, okay, how am I going to play this? Like, you know, you go home and you're like thinking about it. Like, I want to play a certain scene this way with him tomorrow, you know? or
0: Yeah, I mean, I, there's always challenges with, with any role that you do. I, I was lucky because Melvin is quite, easy for me i'm a very shy guy and i'm really awkward as well so i just kind of upped that a lot more for uh for melvin um yeah i'm just trying to think it was a lot of the times when i would run in and and deliver information like in a panic that i i found i would struggle with every once in a while just trying to make it fresh and make it new those me Melvin running in I really enjoyed I thought that was a really fun uh fun gimmick that we had where Melvin's always the one delivering information panicked um so yeah it could have just been one with one of those because I find a lot of the times those like one line scenes or, or anything like that are actually a lot more difficult than doing three pages of stuff so
1: yeah how did you uh did you get the call when they when you got the word that this was it for the season and the series and you guys weren't coming back?
0: I didn't I didn't get a call. I, ah. I found out on online when everyone else found out. I was actually filming a self tape at the time. I was filming okay. an audition. So there's a video of me finding out somewhere, maybe at some really? point. Wow. Who knows what'll happen with that? But yeah, I, I found out when when everyone else found out and I was really I was really sad about it. I I, it was bittersweet I was really happy to have gone on that amazing journey but I was really I was sad that it was over
1: yeah what did you think about the ending what did I think about the ending yeah
0: I thought that we should have more Melvin
1: (laughs) no (laughs) spinoff
0: I a a spinoff would be great I would call it the cringy adventures of Melvin there you go I think is the spinoff that we should get going um and I think it should be in the style of the old sitcom, but still with all the same characters, but it's only yeah. melvin who who sees it as the sitcom
1: yeah I think would I
0: think would be very funny
1: after you gotta as soon as this interview ends, get on the phone, call them, give me your ideas yeah i'll call, call up
0: I'll call up <laughs> Roberto and I'll go, listen, Roberto, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. you know, I know you got Riverdale and you got all these other shows, right. but what do you think about the cringy adventures of Melvin, yeah.
1: huh? There you go. or you show up on riverdale
0: or i show up on riverdale i'd be down there you for that too there you
1: go. speaking of uh what's next for you did you are you able to start working on any other projects or anything or yeah i mean with the pandemic it's been kind of
0: difficult i've been i've been writing a lot more just because yeah. we had so much time off so i've just i've really been doing that a lot i've been trying to write my own stuff some short films and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, still auditioning here or there when I can. I mean, things are starting to pick up again in Vancouver here, but yeah, yeah mainly writing a lot more.
1: Yeah. You mentioned the pandemic, like when that started happening, you know, everybody's turned into self tape. What's your, do you like self tape or do you like to do it live? What's your thing?
0: I think there's benefits to both. I personally like being in the room more because you kind of get that interaction and, And, you know, the casting director can give you a note and you can kind of change and you can kind of play with this scene a lot more. So I miss that a lot. I mean, self-tapes are great too because you get a little bit more time to work on it and try and perfect it as much as you can. But I mean, sometimes that's also the fault is you're like, oh, I I blinked there and I shouldn't have or
1: whatever. What do you do the self-tape? Is it just you and the camera? or Do you have somebody else helping you in the room or?
0: So I've got, so I live alone. So I'm allowed to have like uh, a little bit to have a bubble so yeah. my bubble consists of another actor so okay. we and I'm are like just each other's bubbles so we get together and we we just shoot the tape and then if it's a really challenging part I'll, I'll, uh, I'll set up a zoom meeting with my acting coach and we'll yeah. kind of workshop it there.
1: That's awesome so you still, you pretty much still do acting classes and everything while you're working
0: Yep. You, yeah, we can still we can still do it all. I mean, zoom has been so great. Yeah, with uh, with the pandemic. I mean, it's just made things so much easier.
1: Yeah. Do you ever get together with other like, I, I had a guest on he's like, sometimes we grab scripts of random TV shows or movies that we just jump on zoom, and we all just practice. Do you ever have you done you that know, with any
0: of your friends? I haven't done yeah. that, but that's really smart. I mean, like I, I print off a lot of, if there's a movie that I really like, I print off the script and I read through it, but yeah. no, yeah. I haven't I haven't done that and I'm going to now. There's a, like a lot idea. of fun. Yeah, that yeah. sounds great.
1: Yeah, because like you said, Breakfast Club, I was talking to somebody off the air and they were telling me how like, so me and four of my other buddies that, you know, they're all in acting, we just printed that out. We did the scenes of Breakfast Club. Yeah, that sounds great. On, on Zoom, fun. on Zoom pretty yeah.
0: much. yeah. No, that sounds. That actually sounds like a really good idea. I might actually start start doing that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Tyler, lastly, how can the listeners find you on social media? So I have.
0: I really only use my Instagram. It's uh, it's ty underscore cotton. So ty underscore cotton, like the fabric.
1: Yeah. It's no, no Facebook or uh, Twitter, huh? For you.
0: Well, like, like I, I don't have Facebook. I have Twitter. I'm sure if you search Tyler Cotton, I'm on there. Yeah. I'm, I'm really bad at it. So I don't usually <laughs> share it too often, but uh, it's on there. You can find it. It's hey, just so search cool. Tyler Cotton. I'm sure I'll show up.
1: And really quick for the listeners and viewers, you can find the, uh, the podcast also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, The MCC Podcast. Tyler, this was fun. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a
0: wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast.
1: I finally get my man cave.
0: You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC podcast. And our website,
1: themccpodcast.com. Until next time.